good day, good afternoon, good night. How you doing? This is MCM and you're listening to You're Probably Right. Today we are going to have a serious conversation. Well, maybe not a serious conversation, but there's going to be a serious talk happening here. Now, of course, I'm only doing the talking, but just stay tuned. What's up, y'all? This is MCM and you, yes, you, you are a lucky one and you are back, back in the crib. And you're probably right, podcast. All right, look, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you found me. I'm happy that I found you. So we're out here and I'm just going to do my best to articulate myself as best I can, knowing that I am not a professor of anything except professing Christ in my life and that I am a believer in the almighty God and a hundred percent of what the Bible says. Now, I don't always speak in that way to make it sound like, oh, this guy is really religious or he's really a big Christian. That's what I hear from some people, a big Christian, whatever that is. Um, no, I believe in the Bible every time it's put to me. I believe what it says. I try to make an effort to follow the instruction of my Lord in his holy word. And yes, I fall short a lot, but my heart is always desiring God. My heart is always after God. I always thank God for his grace, for his mercy, for his love, for his sacrifice, for his example, for his being my king for him being lord of lords all right but at the same time this podcast is just me kind of explaining how i feel about different situations so sometimes you may not hear me um coming up with a whole bunch of scripture or i'm sitting on here praying or i'm trying to preach i'm just it's just a guy talking but understand that under everything that I say it's coming out of the belief in 100% of the Bible. So I just want to put that out there. So you're not mistaken as what this guy believes. Does he believe in a higher power? Does he believe in, um, you know, all kinds of worldly nothingness and, um, no, no, no. I believe the 66 books of the Bible. Okay. And I tend to read the ESV version. Okay. English standard version. All right. (laughs) So anyway, let's get to it. You are in the right place. If you want to learn about, well, I don't know if you're going to learn anything really, but I'm going to do my best. Um, The title of this episode is called, what is this thing popping up here all of a sudden? The title of this episode is called Rekindle or Release, Navigating Love's Second Chances. Maybe, maybe not, right? Okay. So I'm going to get right into the questions. This one should be short or shorter if I stay on topic. Of course, there's no promises. All right. First question. 
Is it normal to still think about my ex? Many people wonder if it's normal to still have lingering thoughts about an ex-partner. How do you navigate these feelings? Well, of course it's normal. If you spend a lot of time with a person, you've done a lot of things with the person, you've you've given of yourself, your your time to this person in this relationship, of course you're going to think about them. I mean, until something can totally cloud that space, it's a big space, your heart, your mind, your thoughts, you know? So it takes, <coughs> sorry, bugs on my screen. It's bugging me. <laughs> it's bugging me. All right, all right. Uh, so cheesy but yes so true um the person's taking up so much so much of your time so much of your space and your heart and your mind you know your time is the most valuable thing you have on this earth it's not your money and if, you know you spent two months two years totally enthralled in this person probably more than you should have if it's just a girlfriend or boyfriend but um worse if it's if it's your spouse somebody who you you know maybe stood before anywhere between five and 200 of your closest friends maybe more even though i know some of you had 500 people at your wedding you probably knew 136 of them well maybe not all right but you know what i mean um it's normal it's totally normal to think about your ex still no matter what even if this person hit you it's normal to think about your ex in some way, shape, or form. And hopefully it's not just full of trauma. Hopefully it's good memories. Um, but um, yeah, it's totally normal. And you don't really need to navigate the feelings. I guess you just let the feelings be. You, you also move forward. You also move on to new um, opportunities in different ways. Maybe it's school. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's friendship relationships. Maybe it's spending more time in the word of God. Maybe it's, you know, going out to choir practice. Maybe it's um, playing a sport. Not to necessarily say, oh, fill the void, but move forward. No matter what it is, life moves forward and it's going to move forward with you or without you. So the best thing that I could say just to navigate it is just to go. And if you see something in your rear view mirror, it's okay to look back. It's good to know what's behind you. At least you can compare it to what's in before you. All right. I think we'll be getting somewhere with that. Next question. What are common reasons for relationship fit? Understanding why a relationship ended can be crucial for its potential rival, revival, sorry, revival, <laughs> revival. What are some common pitfalls? Well, money. Um, usually somebody's making not enough or someone is trying to make so much that they don't have time for the relationship. And then some of you have too much time for the relationship 
then there's uh, intimacy and hopefully oh, we're talking about married people here because sex out of marriage is wrong yep I said it <clears throat> so yeah I just had to take a drink there yeah maybe you did too um, yeah you're committing adultery you're committing fornication if you're outside of marriage either married and doing it outside your marriage or just not married at all and that's a fact and I think the the issue is is that many people who call themselves Christians many people in the church are either participating in those types of lifestyles or condoning other people maybe friend you know friends or uh, co-workers or loved ones family members because they don't want to lose those people in their lives and they don't want to take a stand to say, you know, listen, I know you're living in sin. You need to stop. Um, no, I'm not coming to your child's birthday party because you and your husband are not married. You guys are just shacking up until someone gets ticked off and they're going to leave. Like there needs to be some public commitment to one another that that's what you're going to do. And that's where you're going to be. This is your person and this is my person. And, you know, we're going to stick it out through thick and thin for better or for worse you know honor love cherish all that obey who obey don't even get me started that's a whole topic on its own next question but um in in, in you know we know that we know the different things that have caused people to break up over money and you know men not making enough and providing for the family or men or women um, out in the workforce so much time is spent outside trying to get a buck that they're forgetting that they're losing their biggest investments as far as uh, social social um, socially are com would be compared to it as far as losing everything in your marriage in your your relationship you know all of us want to die die old and with the one we love and many of us are heading down the wrong road many of us are trying to fill our pockets and not filling our hearts with love and respect and adoration for a significant other for some reason many of us think that we can do better or we can just keep going around and around and you know and it's like um you're not getting any younger Chances are you're not getting any better looking. Chances are you're not getting any smarter, <laughs> more stable, maybe. I don't know. But um, yeah, you want to have kids. You want to raise them together. You want to be together. You want to go to church together. You want to go on vacation together. You want to play charades together or backgammon or <laughs> whatever you play. Um, you just want a life partner. And um, for us guys, not only do we want a life partner, but we want an intimate partner because that's the way that we were created as well. And many times there'd be people who, well, women who <laughs> will uh, get into these relationships and be all for everything. Um, and I'll just keep it kind of PG as I say, um, they're for everything. And then after a while, everything wears off and the guy is begging for what was rightfully his supposedly according to the word of god many men decide not to try as hard as they did when they they got into the relationship in the first place 
and they're trying to woo <laughs> their wife and now they're just kind of woo my wife <laughs> um now being a guy i do understand that you may not be chasing because you've got your prize but um the effort needs to still be there the effort to impress her the effort to sweep her off her feet the effort to be funny and make her laugh and the effort to make her feel protected the effort to satisfy her um as far as taking care of her in different um even financial ways and um there needs to be a lot but for women as well women think they just they're <laughs> just to think that their their presence alone in the relationship and the fact that she offers you food or cooks you dinner or here and there or does your laundry or um the works listen there's many of us out here who know how to do that stuff now and <laughs> we're just concerned about the other things that for some reason you are concerned for them not to happen in many instances <laughs> and um yeah so for whatever reason it's usually money and sex easy somebody's gone out with somebody else <laughs> or someone just doesn't want anything to do with another person and this person is wants everything to do with that person but for some reason their person is quite content to do nothing almost like it was used up in their child or, or not in their child but their younger days and now they're just kind of coasting <laughs> Just staying right on topic and keeping it 100. 100. You heard, you heard the D-R-E-A-D? E-A-D, yeah. Okay. Next question. Is reconciliation... First of all, I can't speak. Is reconciliation possible after a breakup? Many wonder if they can find their way back to a former love what are the signs that this is possible well for sure it can happen and it happens all the time people fall in and out of the relationships all the time but um you know there was something that brought you two together or someone sorry guys ice But you had, you loved her or you loved him enough to spend all the time you did. And, you know, like the first question, you know, you reminisce. You still think about them. <laughs> think about them. It's nice. Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> so um, many wonder if it's normal to get back. I say it's normal. <clears throat> obviously the the popular signs are that the person is not with anyone else maybe the person is pining over you maybe the person is willing to help you out in all kinds of ways maybe the guy is still financially supporting you and you're not together you haven't seen him out with anybody else even the friends have talked and said they don't see anybody else with him So I would say for sure it is possible. Is it a, is a possibility? The only thing that I would say is to definitely um, work out 
what your issues are and you know many times people have issues and then you know you wait a little while and those issues might have changed those issues may not even be important to that person at all because of uh, maturity or a realization uh <laughs> social location i don't know but um whatever it is in some cases uh, the person is still open still will allow you to talk to them in that kind of way but of course there are the situations where the person is not into it at all they keep their distance they barely want to talk to you they don't ask you any questions and they're just around possibility of reconciliation obviously will not be a pot well will not be a possibility ability if the person's always turning you down and running you out of, and from away from them and spending time with other people more than they spend time with you and not putting much care into you at all or you notice that you're just giving to the person giving into the person and they really don't have any use for you then the chance of real true uh reconciliation with that person is probably a very 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 long shot what steps can be taken to work on a relationship or work on relationship issues? Well, obviously, I would say an easy step is finding common ground. And um, for many couples, the common ground is the word of God. When you get two people who are humble, moving towards being humble, Maybe they're not the most humble, but they realize the error of their ways and they're willing to work on it. No, maybe they need to go talk to somebody. Um, I'm familiar with the social, social, well, social work type of um, conversations that people tend to have or, you know, you, you spill your beans and the person uh, actively listens and asks you questions and paraphrases and you know, asks you open-ended questions over your situation and yada, yada, yada. Um, but I would say if you could have that person done, if that, could, if that could be a person who's doing it, sorry, if that person is a Christian who's doing it, then you might be in the right place. But if you are just listening to somebody try to mind bend, one or both of you <clears throat> into thinking that whatever it is that you were doing before was either perfectly right or all wrong. And that's usually when you run into problems as far as um, going to counseling. The person is there to listen to your story. The person is there to give you feedback about your story. And then the person is to help you work through it so that you can either move on without that situation or somehow try to solidify the situation that maybe has gone awry in some way, shape or form. How do I keep faith in love after a breakup? Well, I know what you mean probably, but your faith should be in God. And the Bible says that God is love. So if your faith is in God and God is love, then you have faith in love. 
And after a breakup, well, you know, the world word of God says that all things work together for good to those that love God and were called according to his purpose. So therefore, God is love. You love God. God is in you. You are in him. And the reason why you can chill after that breakup, even though they say keeping faith and love can be tough after a breakup. What are some ways to maintain a positive look outlook and that's the fact is that god has your back is that maybe people say there's you know many fish in the sea uh, but maybe there's only one for you who you see um in that case i would say heal up your wounds i would say fix any of your deficiencies that you realize that are there maybe that a person who is objective realizes that they're there there and you need to work on these things um but as far as just changing your whole character because somebody's totally rejected you well put it this way you are worth it you are somebody you are a created individual just like that person and um you were created in god's image and therefore, you deserve them and they deserve you. But a lot of the time what happens is a person sometimes gets cocky. They lose or they don't walk in humbleness at all. And, you know, sometimes they look at other people as beneath them. Maybe you don't make enough money. Maybe your property's not big enough. Maybe you don't dress good enough. Maybe you have too much weight. Maybe you don't have enough weight. Maybe your teeth are straight. Maybe your teeth are too straight. You got gold in your mouth. You wear too much jewelry. You won't wear any jewelry. You won't get your hair done. You won't cut your hair. You won't do your nails. You won't shave your legs. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. But the thing is, your faith has to be in God. For things to go right. For things to go right, you have to realize it's God in your relationship. You and your spouse are there holding God's hand or he's holding yours and, you know, figuratively. And he is ordering your steps in his word, hopefully, if you're reading them. And if you're being having them um, expounded to you on a regular basis but um, the best way to stay positive is, is, is positive is to understand that maybe there's a rift in your relationship right now but there was love there and love doesn't just dissipate sometimes people get totally angry with um, their spouse and it's like they've never spoken to anybody else like that, but they're speaking to their 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 um, spouse like garbage or something or talking down to them or not being respectful. And the love is there, but they're, you know, out of out of whack with it. And maybe you've been out of whack with it. Maybe you've been saying all kinds of stuff that you shouldn't be saying. But um tie your bootstraps up walk a straight line fix your clothes fix your face 
when you have an opportunity and nothing else is happening and the person is open for a conversation, nothing's wrong with speaking just like you spoke to them many other times. What do people often miss in a relationship after a breakup? Sometimes it's the little things that you miss the most. What are these often what are these often overlooked aspects? Well, um sometimes you maybe you're not a cook and your spouse always cooked for you. Maybe you know now you're you're heating up food all the time. You're eating processed this and processed that all the time because you don't know how to cook or you don't have time to cook or nobody likes your cooking at your home. So it's kind of like, uh, well, nobody can tell me that my mashed potatoes are good if I don't mash them, right? Um, the little things, maybe you do notice that, you know, he snores and he, he's his side of the pillow is um, empty and you are used to getting a 4 a.m. wake up call of snoring and now it's nothing, it's silence. And you, and you actually wake up because there's no noise. Um, I would just say trusting God. I'm not going to say necessarily try to be the person you were when the person first met you, because you could have properly changed. You should have, especially if you weren't a Christian before. And you know, it says you are a new creation. Old things are passed away and behold, all things become new. Sometimes people have a deeper commitment to God and that throws off their spouse. It's like, well, I didn't marry a pastor and, you know, maybe the wife is angry and, you know, this guy feels the calling on his life to, to preach the word. But God says all things work together for good to those that love God and are called in according to his purpose. So he knows why, he knows what, he knows when, he knows how. Is it okay to date others while contemplating reconciliation? No. <laughs> um, you're contemplating con reconciliation, but you're, you're trying to work out that reconciliation with someone else? For what? To say that, oh, well, you were my only one and like, there's so many things that can go left in a new relationship. Maybe you're thinking of going back, but maybe your your spouse sees you with that other person while you say you were thinking back to that person. Well, guess what? I'm seeing you holding hands, walking across the street with this guy. So I'm going to go do my thing too. You understand how that works? So I would say, honestly, to go on dates with others, like what are you doing? You're, you're, you're test driving men or you're test driving women? No. The dating scene can be tempting when you're single. Is it advisable to see other people when you're considering getting back with your ex? No, you need to get back with your ex or you need to totally squash it. So it's not even a thought for whatever reason why that would actually be. I don't really know. I know everybody always goes to the extremes as to why people break up. But many times it's not that many times it's just one little thing and there's somebody being up front with it and annoying with it. And then the other person's trying to hide everything and being passive aggressive and that's not good either so um i would say 
keep your head straight and commit to your relationships that you've already been in unless it just totally doesn't make any sense in that case I would say farewell <laughs> alright should I have regrets about my past relationship regret can be a happy heavy happy heavy burden is it productive in the context of potentially reviving a relationship um well yeah maybe you did something totally horrible and you need to show some and act on some of the remorse that you have in your heart realizing who you had you know maybe they didn't have all the money maybe they weren't the best cook maybe they weren't the best dressed maybe they do have a couple extra pounds maybe they do have a little bit undersized uh, <laughs> uh what are you guys gonna say attributes um maybe maybe their hair is always horrible maybe their teeth haven't been a day yellow or yellow in a day in any day for this whole year like there's so many things that can go wrong little things that can go wrong yeah but um I would say you just keep thriving in whatever whatever terms whatever you you've lived on and you never know what could come up if you open your eyes to it. Here's the last question. How do I know if my ex should still be my first choice? Um I don't know. It says, you know, you you who who've um separated from your husband um stay single or return to him i know the scripture talks about it in that um you know mainstay or whatever um, that those scriptures but um i think that you should do everything you can to fix your marriage and i understand people have relationships and they go to school they go to work and you know they look considered that way but i'm just talking to the people who are actually married people who have gone through the stress of a marriage the planning of a marriage the financial burden of a marriage the commitment in front of many people those are the people i'm talking about really and um i think that it's familiar it's familiar territory um if you have kids obviously it's familiar territory um even if you don't and you're not sure where to put a mirror um in your life I think that the best mirror that you can possibly see is by reading the scriptures and looking at your life and realizing that if you are able to look at things that you've done the wrong way, that they can be fixed. But honestly, being able to look at your situation with some honesty. And realizing that, hey, I'm looking at the man in the mirror and I don't like what I see. He needs to change this, that, and the other. You know, or vice versa for a woman. Anyhow, I don't know what's going on. I'm so tired here. I'm doing a lot of stuff today and I thought I could squeeze a, a podcast in. So <laughs> I'm like 
it's it's kind of it's been a funny one and it's been a short one so anyway without further ado i bid you adieu i thank you for coming out thank you for showing up and i ask that you keep listening and as you listen i ask that you um share this podcast my other podcasts i think it was like 117 episodes with someone that you care about maybe someone you don't care about (laughs) anyhow see you next time this is dj mcm and i am out of here take care so you're probably right Come check out You Probably Write Podcast. Society is getting more unpredictable every day, but at the same time, predictable in its unpredictability. Say that four times real fast. Come with me as I attempt to find clarity in all the fog while staying way outside the box and kicking the box way down the road with my size 12 docks. (laughs) I use the Bible, experience, education, fortune, misfortune, life's lessons, life's mistakes to sort through all the mess. I talk about news, God, uh uh-oh, yep, God, self-help, sports, sickness, health, music, parenting, love, humbleness, hurt, pain, joy, and all the things that might make you say, hmm, I never thought of it that way, hopefully anyway. Also, I take a stab at answering tough and not so tough questions, and all the while, understand that, listen, Sometimes you end up in the hot seat and there's no thermostat. Well, that's how it is here. And because there's no topic, well, very few topics off the table. Torontonians will understand that Doug Ford reference there. (laughs) Hopefully the podcast will be helpful and uplifting. And hey, maybe you'll find your own private Idaho here somewhere. Hope to see you soon.